0: Uh, This is uh, Mike Mills with Verity Mortgage coming to you today with uh, Mr. Conrad Jackson. Uh, This is going into my... I don't know, interview series or whatever the heck you want to call it. But um, I want to take time to meet different people or, you know, I already know Conrad, so I'm not meeting Conrad for the first time, but talk to people that are in the real estate business. You know, last time I talked to my buddy Cody, um, who ran a roofing company. Um, we're going to talk today uh, to Conrad about uh, real estate investing. So, so Conrad is with, um, he's a realtor and uh, he works with uh, the DeVries team with REMAX Pinnacle and he's been doing it uh, quite a while. I know he looks like a young guy, but he's actually been doing this uh, a long time and I wanted to talk to him today because um, one of the things that uh, you know Conrad and I talk on the phone quite a bit and one of the things we discuss often is Real estate investing, not necessarily customers and clients and that kind of thing, but you know, properties that we're either looking at ourselves or land that we're looking at ourselves, and uh, trying to get you know, bounce ideas off each other. I learned a lot from him because he's been doing it a lot longer than I have, and I kind of got into you know, uh, we bought some properties recently, and are starting to kind of move in that direction, and I figured this would be a great reason to sit down and talk with him for a few minutes and kind of find out a little bit about real estate investing, how he got into it, and all that kind of stuff. Now. Um, we're gonna start off with a, you know, I always like to talk about people themselves. Wanna find out a little bit about you, you know, your family. I, again, I know all this stuff, but you know, uh, for everybody who, you know, the six people that might watch this. So wanna get them a little bit into with that. But ultimately, um, you know, if you wanna really find out a lot about investing and you know, some some ways to go about it, how to get started in it, you know, I really suggest you watch this whole thing because there's gonna be a lot of great information for you. Um, Conrad's a sharp guy and uh, I've learned a lot from him over the years. so. Um, I hope you guys can too. So, all right. With that said, um, Conrad, uh, tell us a little bit about you. You Sweet. know, before we get to the real estate stuff, yeah, tell me yeah. about you, man. So, so, once again, born in uh,
1: Arlington, Texas. So, I'm from a local product here. Uh, I went to Martin High School. So, uh, that was a long time ago, apparently. 2003 is when we graduated. <laughs> so, yep. um, I've got uh, three beautiful children, beautiful wife. Uh, so, family of five. We live here in Mansfield um and and have for now three years okay um before that we lived in cedar hill and most of my life i've been in arlington so um known these this area particularly very very long um born here families from chicago um i was the only one in my family who was born in texas and they, oh like, i know your, your whole family's from chicago your yeah, whole family really? Chicago. okay yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. sister born there parents born there my parents are it's crazy my parents are actually both from chicago right okay. yeah. the geographic location of where they grew up was probably you know 10 miles right. away right and <laughs> they met at the university of iowa <laughs> <laughs> so they grew up <laughs>
0: 10, ten miles away from each other and met in a whole other state. Crazy how okay. stuff works, okay. man, small world. Right? Right. But yeah, so so I'm from Texas. So here. does that mean uh I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this, talk about the Cowboys all the time. Yeah. yeah. But uh so does that make you a Bulls fan or Mavs fan? I mean, so I grew up a Bulls fan. Okay. I really did. Jordan. George Jordan right. was there. Yeah, I was, I, was in, yeah I, mean, I was a
1: Bulls fan. I mean everybody was Bulls I was not a Jordan fan? You right. know if you're not, I don't know what's wrong with your life. But um <laughs> so yeah, I was there, you know, um championship. We would usually, a lot of times, we'd be in Chicago watching those games, right. you know, with family and right. friends. So, so yeah, grew up Bulls fan, and then of course the Mavs took over because. I had a couple of cousins who were ball boys for the mavericks oh wow. yeah cool. so we would go to of them. So you got in that mix so quite a bit yeah, yeah okay In that yeah cousin right now who's actually i believe still a ball boy for the Mavericks. Oh. so it's crazy how <laughs> huh? this idea. kind of works out but yeah. but
0: yeah so that's where my mav ties come in and okay. then you know of course you, you live in the area you gotta root for the team so, so you grew up jordan fan obviously uh, as we all did come from that era absolutely um, and uh but, um, you know, I, my, my son and I, we talk about this from time to time because, mm-hmm. you know, the kids on the interwebs like to have arguments about uh, who's better, who, goat, right? Everybody's <laughs> favorite word is the goat. Like, of course. Everybody knows goats these days. Now, I personally think there's not a, even a question. Like, it's not even close. No. But, you know, when people start throwing out the LeBron and, yeah. And, yeah. and Jordan comparisons and who's the goat, like, you know, it's just, it, it's tough. It's tough because you got a whole generation of people who never saw Jordan
1: play. Right. You know, so ultimately I was, I saw these games with my own eyes. I've seen both. Yes. So seeing both, I defer to Jordan. He's the greatest of all time. For you sure. Know. Now, not to discount what LeBron is doing, what he's been doing, what he's to positions, he's doing. different style yeah, of player. Different, different ball player, different yeah. eras, but LeBron could definitely play in that era back in the day and still do exactly what he's doing sure. now, but he didn't.
0: So, we got to give it to Jordan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I agree with you on that quite a bit. I just, uh, you know, I want someone else's take on it because uh, yeah, I don't know is. everything. Yeah. Now... I don't know. Just so you know, one of my favorite people in your life is your wife. Okay, oh like, like I want. We have to take just a minute and talk about KK because she is the best. Okay, <laughs> for a number of different reasons. Um, I, my the lasting image that I always have in my head there was. Uh, um, I know where this is going. It's like I can I think I'm pretty sure it was Facebook. I don't know. You can go back and look on there. I'm sure she has it on there. But she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Was it Chubbs or that she was uh, pregnant with? Oh
1: man, at that time we were still in Cedar Hill, so I'm pretty sure she was pregnant with Mella. Okay,
0: she's pregnant with Mella. <laughs> and, you know, the thing I love about Kik is she has zero concerns about what anybody thinks. And so oh. she was working out, you know, she's really into fitness and, and spends a lot of time and, you know, yeah. just pregnant is all being be, and just decided to film her workout session and dance that went along with it. And it's like the minute I saw it was like, that chick is not afraid of anything. And you know, she,
1: you know, people saw that. It's, it's still one of those videos that goes around and gets talked about. But what you don't know is on the flip side of that, we actually went to the Mavericks game. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Went to the Mavericks game around the same time. Right. She's hundred percent pregnant. Right. And and belly showing at, you know, everywhere. Right. right? And somehow, someway she gets on the jumbotron dancing as pregnant lady with pregnant belly in front of everybody in the American Airlines arena. We had people at the game were texting us like, You're at the game. <laughs> Your wife just dancing on the screen. I was like, oh come on. Was man. it just at the game or was it broadcast that way too? Uh I'm not sure because I wasn't watching it on TV, right. but I know it was on the jumble. Hey, if you see your pregnant wife dancing at the jumbles, that's <laughs> amazing.
0: That's awesome. It'll it change your life,
1: I will tell you that. I, I
0: yeah, I mean, you know, you're don't get me wrong, man. You're an impressive guy, you're awesome, no, but uh you certainly have kicked your coverage on Allen, man. She's uh she's trip, so um oh, all right, God. so um now we know a little bit about you, uh where you're from what you've done, your family and everything. So um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, one of the things that Conrad and I do talk about a lot is not just necessarily, you know, real estate and even real estate investing, but um, businesses and and entrepreneurship. And, you know, how do you, how do you be your own boss? Like what's the best ways to go about that? And and what's the methods and how do you learn and all that kind of stuff. And um, Conrad's been, uh, not just in, you know, real estate and investing, but because he started, I mean, you started in, in real estate really young, right? Yeah, I started
1: at uh, 17
0: years old. You're right, in 17. You yeah, so. And with the same group, same guy?
1: <laughs> same, same team, same office, hey, Dave, Dave. Dave DeVries with uh, REMAX Pinnacle. So we, I've been at that same office for, I guess now, s- 16, 17 years. You're not a guy that bounces around very much. <laughs> I don't like change that much. <laughs> right. I mean, keep, it, keep yeah, it simple. Yeah, Keep, keep it, right. it simple. Make yeah. life easy. So yeah, I started I started really young. Um, I was able to learn the business that way yeah. uh, and then kind of jump in both feet, not really scared of the right. market because I got in at the worst possible market in the right. history of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It
0: wasn't like everybody was clamoring to get in real estate.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't really cool. We didn't have all the crazy TV shows right. where it made it sexy real estate was gritty, it was nasty, it was tough, and you had people who were losing lots of money, and, yeah. and I come in with this kid with no facial hair, um, and try to convince people to let me to sell their home, right. and while they have to lose money on it, and, it's like, and, and I get selling for cookies, it. He's
0: like, should you be selling something <laughs> not selling a house? Exactly, 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 so those conversations were tough. So, okay, so you didn't, but you know, you got started in real estate, you've been doing that the whole time, but just like, you know, just like me to some extent, we're yep. both similar in this regard. Um, you know, uh, other things can distract you it distracts, maybe the wrong word, but Absolutely. interest, right? You know, Absolutely. you gotta, you gotta keep it varied up. So, so um, I want people to understand, you know, um, whenever you start businesses or whenever you get involved in things, things don't always go according to plan, Absolutely. and you know, you yeah. don't get started into something and then you're perfect at it right out of the shoot. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, if you, let's say one day you want to go open a shoe store or whatever, and that's what you want to do and that's your business. Well. Twenty years from there, you might be, you know, operating a, a, a you know, multi-million-dollar real estate business. I don't know, you know. The lessons that you learn from starting businesses and failing um, carry on throughout. So, tell us a little bit about some of the other businesses you've been involved in and and how that played itself out. Yeah, so
1: outside of real estate, man, at at one point, man, I ran a uh, AAU organization, a nonprofit AAU organization, where we coach youth basketball, man, youth Youth sports in general. I know a lot about that. (laughs) You, yeah, you, you know more than anybody uh, how that can be dealing with parents and ambitious kids and, and coaching. Yes and getting people to show up. So uh, myself and a partner started a a, a organization called uh, OTG Elite Sports. Okay. Uh, We had 10 uh, youth uh, basketball teams, uh, four boys or four girls and six boys uh, teams ranging anywhere from uh, eight and under all the way up to seniors in high school. So we ran that organization. It was was challenging because, you know, growing up I played basketball pretty much my whole life. So I knew the ins and outs. I knew how it was supposed to go. And even then, man, it was difficult getting people to to trust you with their children, to put on a good program, getting coaches to sign up, getting people to sign up, getting people to pay you on time. (laughs) We had many days where we were putting together you know dollars that we had in our pocket to make sure that the kids had meals before the game or had a ride before and after practice so that was trial and error and you know I went through that a lot man and we ended up shutting that business down just because I had a partner who we were on two different pages. We had a great organization that we worked really hard day in and day out Monday through Monday trying to make sure we put on good tournaments good training teach kids who wanted an opportunity to play at a level after high school Uh, we wanted to train them on how to do that we wanted to train the parents on how to support the kids and it was tough man we had We had plenty of parents who who didn't trust us. We had kids who went to college and and did things that their parents never thought that they would be able to do that. They never thought that they would be able to do. Uh, But what people didn't see was the the work that we put in promoting these kids, getting college coaches, begging college coaches to come to our game to watch this kid who they needed in their program, you know, just to get them a scholarship. So it was about three years of really tough work. We did really good. We had a ninety-five percent
0: senior sign rate. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, yeah. That's... We had two. Obligated... So that means that you, so the kids that went through your program, right. once they graduated from high school, correct, they were signed to play somewhere, somewhere, right? Whether it be D one, D two, D one, D two, D
1: three, NAIA, whatever. You know, we had kids who were signing. So we only had a few kids who actually did not sign. And of those kids who did not sign, there was only a couple of them that uh, there was a couple of them that chose not to play sports it, it wasn't because won't. they didn't have the
0: opportunity it's right. because they chose it so so yeah. what going through that you know what what are some lessons you kind of learned that carried over to you know what you're doing now and and where you are today where you know if you hadn't experienced that because yeah. you know i i kind of went through a similar thing i had a, a, a couple restaurants with a business partner yeah um when i was young you know i was 24 25 years old and um you know there's a joke out there i don't i don't necessarily subscribe to it but you know it says what's the only kind of ship that doesn't sail and that's a that's a partnership but uh <laughs> let's say I get a little yeah. louder so yeah but uh you know I you know it's it's nothing you go through life experiences and you right. learn things and everything right. has a benefit to you and I learned a ton you know I joke with my wife all the time that you know my uh I didn't get an MBA from SMU I got an MBA from the restaurant <laughs> and it costs about the same so um you know that's how it works but yeah so what are some stuff you took away from that, that, you know, really carry over. Yeah. Number one thing I would say is just having the right
1: people, the right chemistry of people in your organization or in your business matters more than those person's qualifications to do the job. Right. Right. So one of the things that we had a lot of trouble with was we would get former players, we would get former coaches, we would get big name people to come help us with our organization. And they were a terrible fit. Right. they wouldn't you they know, had a name but they didn't they, have they had a name but they may not have had the professionalism right. they may not have had um, the ability to communicate and break it down to a level of parents or shelter or you know child age um, these kids who are trying to figure out how to um, make themselves better on a daily basis. They right. they understood what it took on a high level, but they may not necessarily been able to break it down right. to the everyday person, right? So, you know, I had people in the organization who who scored a lot of points in, in college athletics. I had the, the guy who led the nation in college athletics in 2018 point or 2008 in points, you know? So it's just, I had plenty of people in the organization who could do a lot of things, right. um, but it just wasn't the right fit. Right. And for that reason, I think, you know the the organization had to kind of dwindle down, and we had to kind of let it go because it started to become more of a a, a burden than a than than the gain and the uh,
0: and the joy that we experienced when we first started it. So it's kind of a cliche, but really what you're saying is is that the culture of your business matters, absolutely, you know? and the people that you hire and the people that you employ make a difference, right? They, they really impact everything. And- yeah. And you know, uh, I'm I'm with you. Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in when I hire people um, to work in our in our branch and, and, and you know help us sell mortgages all day long. Yeah, that um, I don't care as much about how much they understand or what they know or what yeah. they don't know. Right. My What I care about is how hard are they going to work? How much are they committed to it? And then, you know, for me personally, I'm not a micromanaging type of person. I don't like to stand over someone's shoulder all day long and tell them what to do. And, you know, I need them to take initiative. And, you know, you want to grow people. You don't want to, you know, employ somebody forever. You want to instill certain values, certain traits in, in your employees to help them grow and blossom, become something better than what they are, right? Right, I mean, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. You want to help people get to a level Above where they
1: thought they could go, right. you know, you yourself personally want to get to level above where you thought you could go. So that's that's just the nature of an entrepreneur. You right. want to see people succeed as you grow. Um, unfortunately, that's not always how it works, you know. Well, it takes a trial and right? <laughs> you know, but ultimately it is what it is. Those are life lessons that you take, and that directly translate. And translated into our real estate business where we grew our team and we're still growing our team and we do really well. Um, But we are very selective about who we bring on. Sure. For that reason specifically, because we don't want the chemistry to affect the overall production, right? And it starts with chemistry. We can teach anybody how to sell a home, right? But we can't teach anybody how to be a, a good person or right. you know have integrity or have morals. Right.
0: Work, <laughs> yeah, right? gotta work. You know, just to get up and go to work every day. That's a that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, okay, well that's a, that's actually a good good transition. Looks like you've done this before. Um, Maybe it's so. Um, <laughs> So now I want to talk about real estate. Okay. okay. Now, obviously, um, Conrad is a realtor, and if you want to buy or sell your home, Conrad would be a great resource to do so. Conrad so DFW.com. That's right. <laughs> so please reach out to him if you're looking to buy or sell. Um, you know, we're in a market right now that is uh, we have appreciating home values. It's very tight. It's very hot. Absolutely. There's a lot of homes flying off. So um, he's a great resource. Uh, please reach out to him for that. But. That's not what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about um, investing in real estate as an individual yeah. or as a business, you know, yeah. depending on how you look at it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, this is something that, that Conrad and I talk a lot about. He's done a great job with over the years and I get a, a wealth of knowledge from him on ways to get going, ways to start out. So, So tell us a little bit about kind of what started you down the path? Obviously being in real estate yeah. you know, is, is a big piece of that, but yeah. um, when you bought your first house, you know, what that was like and then kind of where you are now and where you've kind of grown that to.
1: Yeah, yeah, so ultimately um, being in real estate since uh, 2004, 2005, um, I have a lot of people along the way help them sell their home right. you know, or purchase a home, right. right? So I got to a point one day and it was, I think we were in 2016 where I, I met a lady at her home to, to talk to her about selling her home.
0: Right.
1: Um, ultimately, she decided not to sell, but her husband had passed away. And he left her 11 properties, right? Which wow. they used as rentals, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, some of them vacant, some of them were not. And so she said, I'm not going to sell mine. I've changed my mind, but I'm going to let you list my 11 rental properties. <laughs> That's right? a nice
0: little windfall for an exactly. agent, right? <laughs> exactly.
1: So we, when we were going through to actually get everything prepared and she was giving me the breakdown of what she was making on rents and what tenants were paying, what tenants weren't paying, the issues she was having, the success she was having, um, I started to sell them and like any realtor i put them on mls and i started to knock those suckers down and i got to about the third and fourth one that after they had sold and i said wait a minute why am i not buying these She, I know exactly how much money she's paying on these. Yeah. I know exactly how much money she's making on these. In rent and profits and income. I know how much you know tax depreciation she can take from them. So there's tax benefits from it. I mean, there's all sorts of great stuff that she was getting. She was at the point where she was just wanting to liquidate and retire and, and travel. But for me, somebody who's up and coming and trying to make sure that I could create wealth, I was thinking there's got to be a better way right. than me just selling these right. things so to once you, you money. sell them, that's one transaction. That's one. That's and it. then it's gone. Once right. the money's gone, it's gone. Right. But once you purchase one. So that's what I did. So that's what got my juices flowing. Okay. Right? And so I, I you know partnered up. Did you buy any of those properties? I did not. Okay. Right. I did so not. You, so you well, and, the first round. And and to be completely transparent, when I I tried to. Okay. And that got me in the mode because I wasn't financially ready. Gotcha. Okay. I I, I was funds? I didn't have enough capital. Right. I didn't have the credit that was needed in right. order to get going. I didn't have the portfolio of, you know, more assets than I had liabilities coming in. Yep. So I had some work to do on yep. myself personally. For sure. And even though we were making good money, you know, it, it takes something for that light bulb to come off. Right. Or turn right. on. So that's that's what turned it on for me. I worked frantically at Convincing my wife that this is what I wanted to do, which is a challenge in itself. Uh, just so you know. Yeah, I know that. I know that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a tough one. and I, I cleaned up a lot of our personal stuff that was holding us back from getting into position to yeah. uh, try to invest. And so um, we did. That was actually 2015. So 2016, transitioning. Um, that's when we bought our first rental. And I did have a partner with that. Okay. I used to, me and my partner David. You know, okay. we bought yeah. I bought my first rental with David, um, who I work with now at, in real estate. And we did. A a good job. We split everything 50 50. We found a property that was really run down in Fort Worth.
0: Wait, is <laughs> that the one that was like purple? That's around? the Grippie okay. one. Yeah, that.
1: That's, yeah. that's, 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 that was your me, first one? That was my very okay. first property. It doesn't seem like that right. long My very ago. first rental, yeah. 20, wow. Okay. 2016 is when we purchased it, right? Well, and, some partnerships yeah, do sell, right? right? Yeah, and, yeah, that, yeah. That's a partnership David, that's still David's a like. great guy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> David's awesome. He taught me the real estate business, you know, so yeah. gratitude to him. Um, we've grown a lot together, so. Yeah. But, yeah, that was my, my very first rental in Fort Worth, in East Fort Worth. We bought it because it was at the end of the street where the uh, local university was, okay. the soccer fields for the university. So yeah. in my mind, I thought, okay, this will run down house, be a great rental for college students. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was cheap. It was, yeah. I want to say at the time it was, I want to say we paid thirty three thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah,
0: telling me that's like wow, that's uh, that's that's pretty good. It was. Now, cheap, it, 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 it looked like $33,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> at first rental property. Uh, the lady had twenty two cats. Uh, so and they were still living in the property when we purchased it. Yeah. Uh, so we had to get a nice. cats that smelled horrible. Right. Um, everything was pretty much graffitied and spray painted. Yeah, that was the part. Of yeah, the grass, the roof, uh, the jeep that was in the gra- driveway. Everything was. You know, graffitied and spray painted um, like crazy. You know, bathrooms, toilets, everything. It was it was just it was insane. Um, but by the um, way, I'm I'm gonna go find when we actually publish this. Yeah, I'm gonna go grab some I of pictures. I got pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah. I need
0: you to send me those. Oh yeah. We're gonna put those in here so that way I
1: can see. Oh them. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was insane, man. And we we came in. I had a vision of okay, I'm gonna rent this thing out. I'm going to make it a, you know a three bedroom, two bath. Um, rent it out for eight hundred dollars a month. Yep. Um, and then I'm gonna move on to the next one. Because right. the mortgage on it, when we purchased it, we put 20% down. wasn't a lot of money. Me and my partner split it 50 50. I think we're out of pocket a whole grand total of $6,000. Okay. Um, together. That's like 3000 a piece. Right. Um, and we put some money into it. I think we put like twenty twenty five thousand dollars $25,000 into it uh, right off the bat. Um, but. You know, we learned some lessons along the way. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> nothing,
0: nothing in life is free, including yeah. education. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I took a contractor over there when I was looking at it. My father-in-law, who owns a construction company, is my builder, my contractor, um, and my business partner in another entity. And and he saw it. And he said, "Well, you know what? We're not going to do that. We're going to make this." Two separate apartments because the house had an addition. It was like seventeen hundred square feet. Okay, it had an addition. Okay, right? the addition at the time we bought it was like the club, the, the drug part of the house right. where transactions stuff going on. Right. So you could obviously see that. But he said, "No, we're going to split this off." And the house had a common area in the middle. And so we said, "We're going to make an entrance here. We're going to make an entrance in the front. We're going to turn it into a duplex, and we'll get two rents out of it." Okay. And so that's what we did. Okay, that's what we did. So we 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 fixed it up uh, over the process of probably you know. About twelve months in total. Right. Um, we rented the first side out really, really quickly. Probably the first three or four months, and then after that, we finished the second side and got that thing rented out. So we were we were paying on the note. I want to say the note was three twenty five a month, um, and we were bringing in nine hundred twenty five. month per side. Wow. First
0: duplex first. Wow. So that's too much (laughs) success out of the gate, though. That's not realistic. So you're sitting down, man, this thing's a breeze. I can do this all day. You know,
1: know, we it was it was an experience in itself because it was in an area where it was, um, you know, a lower income area. It was by the university. There was a big homeless population around. So we had our challenges with making sure our materials didn't get stolen and making sure that people showed up on time, making sure people who went we're safe. You know, we had a guy across the street um, who told me that he owned that house, eight other houses on the block, and he buried a pot of gold in the backyard. And he would stay there and supervise the workers, you know, so <laughs> it, it was some challenges. Yeah. So he was <laughs> mentally well. He Obviously. was, Yeah, he had some yeah. mental, mental yeah. things going on. But, you know, ultimately, it was a great investment. It was a great deal. It was a good learning experience, and it catapulted us. Into our our second rental property. Okay. Um, so it was awesome.
0: So what are you what are you into these days? Like what kind of? Uh, so that's how you got started. That's Where how it, I got started. So I realized this was four years ago. This was four years. Four years ago. Yeah. ago. This four years. Today,
1: ago. four years later. So now um, we we went from two properties to right now I believe we're at twenty one properties. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, we've we've had some success. We've leveraged some of the success that we had. That property, which we bought for, I want to say 33,000. I just sold that house this year, mm-hmm. um, I think about two months ago, and we sold it for 155,000. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. So we had some fun. I yeah. took it. We've taken that and another property's proceeds and we're gonna um, build a 16 unit uh, apartment complex. Wow. So and you
0: have a couple other multi units, right? This, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I've got, I've got, right now, I think we've got three duplexes. I've got a 10 unit small apartment complex. Yeah. Uh, the 16 unit will go next to the 10 unit. And then I'm currently, I just got uh, the go ahead and, and permit to build a triplex um, that I'm going to build from the ground up and then hold it to rent. Okay. Yeah. So you're
0: going to, you've moved into the construction side of it. Absolutely. Now. First Absolutely. it was by rehab. Yeah. Then Correct. Then it became construction. Okay. Correct. So, so here's the thing is you know, Conrad has taken you know a start where he bought a single family home that was thirty thousand dollars and you know looked horrible. Again, <laughs> yeah, we'll show you really pictures bad. of this. <laughs> and in four years, he has gone to twenty-one properties several multi-units of that building an apartment complex and now going into construction now a lot of people see this and they'll be like well okay but that's really nobody can do that and and you know and actually i said the same thing connor and i talked about this and he kind of told me where he was on a few things and you know one of the things that you told me was it's amazing how once you start and once you get going there's this i don't know if you want to call a snowball effect or a compounding effect or you realize Maybe it's the fear, yeah. right? The fear of, of the debt and, and what you're taking on. It is. starts to go away. So Absol- talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. You know, um, from just from even growing
1: up, you know, I didn't grow up with Silver Spoon or anything like that. Yeah. We, we grew up, we had everything we needed. Our parents like, provided. We weren't, weren't for naught. Yeah, yeah. Were but we, we weren't rich. Yeah. You know, I, I I came out of college with an, a massive amount of student debt, you know, <laughs> that I'm still paying off to this day. I know that you know, That my that. investment properties yeah. are paying off. <laughs> right. You know, so, um, so ultimately there's challenges. And, you know, there's nothing there's nothing special about me right? Ultimately, I took an opportunity and I just asked a lot of questions and a lot of people have the fear. They get what they call analysis paralysis. They analyze deals all day long when they want to get into um, uh, investments and then they never take any action. Right. And I just said, you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to take a stab at this. And, and people laughed at me. That house that we bought, that very first rental, we paid $9,000 over the asking price on that house. And, right. and, and agents and people were laughing at me when I bought that property. ¿No? <laughs> but I saw I had a vision. Because you I made saw, that up a little bit. Yeah, you know. they were they were taking my class afterwards. You know? <laughs> so, so ultimately what we what we what I learned is just sometimes you just got to go for it, you know, and it, it does take a lot of, you know, making good relationships, getting a good bank or, or asking around, what's a good bank to work with? Right. Who's a good lender to right. work with to try to get things done? Um and and just you don't know everything.
0: I didn't know everything. I've been in real estate for years, didn't know what where to start with these investments, but I don't know if it's you know, obviously both you and I have been in real estate industry for a long time and, and I don't think it's exclusive to real estate, but there is a lot of um, you know, especially for, for like individuals that aren't agents and lenders out there that are watching this, there's a lot of you know agents that kind of walk around, thinking they got everything figured out Absolutely. right I've been doing this for 30 years trust me I know what I'm saying I know what scale this is gonna work you know there's this def- this definitive like they have the answers all the time and um, I have found in, in my uh, history that talking to people that will tell you, I don't know, like I'm, I'm figuring this out. Like, Absolutely. I'm trying to get this worked out. I've, I've tried this, we tried this, this didn't work. You know, I don't have all the answers, but I'm working on it, right? Yeah. To me, those people tend to be the best ones to work with because Absolutely. there isn't this air of, of, oh, well, I've got the whole world figured out yeah. all the time because yeah. we nobody does. Like right. we're all figuring this stuff out, right. right? I mean, ultimately, even for our first deals, I went
1: to the bank and I didn't know what questions to ask. I just went to the bank, I sat down with the banker and I said, this is what I want to do. I want to purchase investment properties. This is what I think I can make. I know what the values are because that part I've got down, but how much I'll need and cash and all that, I don't know. Can you help me? And and the bank actually appreciated that they didn't have all the answers either, no. but they started. Well, us they had all. their section of the answers. Yeah, right, right. yeah. And and even then, like people think, okay, well, if one bank tells me no, then I'm done. Right. You know, I, I actually, in one point of our career, had a had a bank say, we can't help you. You've grown too much. Right. It's <laughs> a good problem. Yeah. But they also said which is kind of unorthodox, he said, well, my friend is also a banker at a different bank. Right. And they do a lot more of what you're trying to do. Right. Here's his number. I've already called him for you. Yeah. So go ahead and call him and tell him that maybe they can help you. Yeah. And then when I picked up the phone and called that person, he said, I'm ready to work. Yes. So what do you need, right. you know? So it's not always having all your ducks in a row. Like I told you with that first first property. I didn't have it together. I wasn't ready that when, when, uh, the houses that I was trying to purchase initially, I just wasn't financially ready. And even when we bought our first one, I, I don't even know if I was financially ready. They just, they just liked me. So they took a chance on me. It panned out. We got something else going, it panned out, and then it just kind of catapulted into something I never thought was going to happen. Well, and you said something too
0: about relationships, yeah, right? And absolutely. and you know, in real estate agents, lenders, our entire job is about relationships. I mean, absolutely. it's who we meet, who we talk to, um, you know, we can't, you can't walk around and go, hey, you wanna buy a house? Hey, yeah. you wanna buy a house? Hey, yeah. you wanna buy a house? Absolutely. I mean, you can, I guess, but the likelihood <laughs> that you're gonna get a lot of answers there, sometimes that's how David started knocking on door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did actually. But uh, about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happens, but you know, really what you're doing is you're you're meeting people, you're creating relationships with right. people, you're leveraging those relationships. And you know, a lot of times people say leverage, well that means you're, you, no, it's, it is it is what what is mutually beneficial? I mean, that's how you're friends, well, course, right? Yeah. When you meet friends and Absolutely. you hang out with people, if you don't like to hang out with them, you're not going to hang out with them. That's right. right? That's just so it's absolutely. it's no different in business. It's the same thing. So, um, and I think people get scared because they look at you know the money involved and they absolutely. look at you know what I don't know anything and I don't have the knowledge and and <clears throat> but. We all started that way. Everybody Absolutely. starts that way. I mean, I'm I'm working my way through it still, and, and yeah. I talk to you and bend your ear all the time because Absolutely. you've been through the fights and the battles, and you right. you know you know you know what happens. And I actually saw something the other day. I don't remember if it was on Facebook or something where. Um, there was a video and, and the guy was talking about talking to your kids right yeah and he said um, you know when you tell your kids hey don't put your hand on the stove or don't do this you know they don't listen they are going to hurt themselves they're going to find out on their own yeah but um he kind of put it a different way he said okay imagine this imagine your parents You're both going on vacation, right? And your parents leave before you do, and you're leaving with your sister on the way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so then your mom or dad get to wherever you're going and they call you and they say, Hey, when you're driving down I-9, you know, exit this road and go around. There's construction in the in the freeway, and make sure you get around that to get out front so you're not stuck there for two and a half hours, right? Yeah. And when you get to this town, you know, eat at this restaurant, it's really good. We really enjoy the food, the service was awesome. You know, you're, you're just taking advice from someone who's already made the mistake. Mistakes, right. Right. And why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I mean ultimately that's that's how you're able to grow.
1: That's how most people grow. Right. You know, and and as a newer investor, you don't know what questions to ask in most cases. Right. You know, so you need somebody who's who's gonna guide you and navigate you around those costly mistakes right. because every time you make a mistake, it's gonna cost you money. That's right. You right. know, it's gonna cost you time, it's gonna cost you, you're gonna have to sacrifice something. So you wanna have those people in your corner that will help you along the way. Right. You know, and ultimately, like an entrepreneur, like we said earlier, entrepreneurs want to see other entrepreneurs do well. Absolutely. We just do. It's yes. just in our DNA yes. to see other, want to see other people, especially our friends and family and associates and people like that. We want to see them grow as we grow. Nobody wants to see them stay at the same level. Yeah. You know, so that's why we do, like for myself, when we do offer classes or seminars or whatever to try to help people out. Yeah. You know, just give information. People ask me, how much are you charging for this? I'm like, this is free. <laughs> but when you buy the house or you sell the house, (laughs)
0: That's right. That's my only requirement, you know? So, well, and that's, you know, uh, there was one time, and I I don't think I ever told you this, but, um, you know, Conrad, I call Conrad all the time. Hey, you know, which which properties, which ones are you getting into? What area are you looking at? You know, how did you come up with your break even on what it was going to cost you versus your rents you were going to receive? All this stuff. And then um, my wife and I ended up buying a short-term rental um, on a lake that uh, we were rehabbing and putting together. And that was really our first, you know, we, we'd owned a, uh, an investment property previously, but it was a house that we bought and we lived in, and then we kind of moved on to yeah. the next house and rented it out and, you know, that was a whole thing. But um, but this was our first kind of, we're gonna get after this, right? And um, you reached out to me and wanted to know about the short-term rental stuff. And, yeah. you know, how did you run, how does it manage, who do you use for it and whatever? And I'm sitting here going, wait, wait, why is he calling me? Like, he, he knows way more about this stuff than I do. But, but the reality of it is, is, is that's that way your brain works. And that's Absolutely. the way my brain works is like, look, I mean, there are certain things that I know a lot about. I know a lot about finances and interest rates. And, you know, I'm getting to learn a lot about cryptocurrencies and all that kind of stuff yeah, that, that I'm really, teaching me. Right, I'm filling my brain with, right. But I can't know everything, right. And yeah. you, and that's why you need a good, Group of people around you, a good support. You know, it's it's what is it that you're the product of the five people that yeah. you associate with the yeah, most, right? Five people. Yeah, have. that's right. So if you want to put yourself, start moving in that direction of you know whether it's real estate or or anything, you know you got to surround your pe- surround yourself with people that know or have been down that road and have experienced and have gone through these things. Because if you don't, yeah. then you're, if you're leading, if you're the smartest guy in the room, you are in the wrong room. Absolutely. Find right? another room. Absolutely. I, we always say
1: that we're always challenging ourselves. It's almost to a, to a fault where you're like, Hey yes. man, I've gotten to a point where I've done really good. All right, now let me try and take on this new challenge. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just to kind of keep those creative juices flowing. That's how you grow. Yeah, right. absolutely. And growth is uncomfortable. It's right. not going to be something that you're going to be able to sit at home do every once in a while and make a you know a killing on it just because it takes work this yes. is a business you know and and that's what people tend to miss they think that you can do it passively from day one, right. and you have to grow into a
0: spot to where you can do it passively. And it doesn't mean you have to risk everything. You know, okay. it doesn't, you know, it's all it's all, um, it's all, all relative, right? So uh, I th- I just have this example because I've been doing it recently, but you know, a couple of years ago, I got involved in the cryptocurrencies yeah. and I started looking at, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these different things. And, you know, it sounded, cr- you know, crazy. And, and it, you know, it's like this flash in the pan, weird uh, thing that was occurring, but yeah. I had to find out more about it. I had to read about it, I had to learn about it. I had to spend time. Now, when I did that, I didn't go in and put my entire life savings into Bitcoin because that's ridiculous. You know, that's, that's not a smart thing to do. Yeah. But what I did was I bought, I'm, the first transaction I did with Bitcoin was for a hundred bucks. I put a hundred bucks, I opened a Coinbase account, put a hundred dollars in there. And all that did was draw my attention to that subject because now I have some sort of investment, right? Yeah. I'm not, I can't, it's not where I can't sleep at night because I'm worried about feeding my family because yeah. I put all my money into this thing. Right. But I started in small steps and and that grew my base of knowledge, that grew um, what I understand, that made me crave more information because once I learned a little, then I was like, oh wow, this is really something that could matter. And then, you know, in that particular space, because there's so few people, you know, that are into it, that, that leaves such a range of opportunities available. So, so on that, what I want to ask you is, so somebody's looking to get into investing, right? Right. They're looking to invest in real estate, but you know, they're sitting here watching this go, I don't have 20,000, 50,000 hundred thousand dollars to do all this stuff. I didn't either when I started. Right, right. <laughs> so so what would you tell, you know, young Conrad or what would you tell your son or what would you tell anybody that's just I want to start in this, but I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. give me a couple, like, you know, starting points. Easiest way is to first make a plan of what it is that you want
1: to do, because okay. there's different ways to invest in real estate. And just some of the most popular ones are, you can you can have rental property, okay. you can flip houses, right. or you can even wholesale properties. And then I don't want to go too crazy into what all of those are, yeah, sure. but those are three different types of ways that you can start out investing into real estate, okay. right? Um, what, I, what I tell people who ask me this question a lot yeah. is, there's, there's pr- pretty much what they call the, the deal delta, right? Okay. Okay. You know, you've got one of three things. If you've, got, if you've got one of those three things and you have two of the other, other sides of the delta, because there's three sides of the triangle. See, sure. there's either money, right? there's education, right? Or there's a deal right right okay so you can get yeah. offer some of somebody one of those things that has the other two you can create that deal and okay. get your education so you'll partner with somebody right that maybe had is into real estate investing and maybe you have the money and they don't right. have the money right but they have the experience right. the education and they have a deal that they can do okay. and you can partner in your first time or vice versa you don't have any money right but somebody else Else does and they have some experience but you have a house that you know needs to be sold or yep. could be purchased okay we'll bring that deal and as you bring that deal partner with that person and just try to learn along the way and when you when you partner with somebody you don't partner with them and just let them do everything right right you ask questions and you provide some type of value to that whole partnership you may not know what to do but you can go get a lockbox off the door you can go ask some questions or you can run some numbers you can do something that adds value that takes time off of that person's plate who's a little bit more experienced or the person that you're partnering with right Um, that's the easiest way I think to get in especially with low or no money you know you partner with somebody you add value you can be the person who adds value and as you do that deal and it goes successful, you learn. And those lessons that you learn on those first few deals, man, they stick with you for a lifetime. So just because you don't make money on
0: those deals doesn't mean you didn't get a benefit. That's right. That's Even right. if you lose money. Right. Even if
1: you lose money, you've learned lessons on investing and what not to do
0: on the next deal. I mean, if you're going to pay $100,000 for college, right? you're going to go to TCU or SMU and, right. and pay all this money, you're getting something in return you're getting an education right. right you're getting a network of people you're meeting people that's what you're paying for. It's the same thing. It's right. not any different. Right. The difference is just how you look at it. Because right. if you can go out and find a property, you have somebody that, you know, maybe reach out to Conrad and say, hey, Conrad, I found this deal, but I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. But I know this is a great property. And I know why. Absolutely. Know? We, as investors,
1: we always are looking for opportunities. Right. right. My goal when I started investing was to buy two properties a year for the first five years. Right. Well, to get to 10 properties. <laughs> <laughs> you a bit. And that's when I talk to other investors. Not everybody has a goal to get a 1,000 units, a 100 units. Some people just want one or two, right? Just to give them a little bit of cushion or give them the ability to buy that car that they wanted or do something in life that uh, allows them to do it passively, right? And so that's what people... You know, when they hear us talk, hear people like myself talk, they think, oh, well, I'm not trying to get a hundred properties. I don't want to do all that. Yeah. Maybe you just want to do one. These same tools
0: and these same the same tips apply to help you get the one or the two or the three. Right. So okay, so we're in a we're in a market right now that's pretty um, you know it's pretty pretty robust. Oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of uh, um, high priced homes uh, that are out there. There's not you know from the average person looking at there's not a ton of deals yeah. that are out there. Um, but um, what would you say to somebody that said you you know Conrad I really want to do this but you know I probably should wait another year or wait another six months or you know this isn't something I'm ready for yet because I think the market's too high and all this kind of stuff. What, what would say to somebody that said that i would say no better time than the present to jump in
1: right um as we've seen prices are going up interest rates are going to go up inflation is going up when the market was terrible in 2008 2007 2009 and people were bringing money to sell their home people were still doing deals yes yes so here we are where the market's probably the best we've ever seen in our area and people are still doing deals right you just adjust and adapt to the current climate of the market right I on a daily basis right now get an email probably 40 homes a day off market that are in my Bracket of criteria of what I would buy right 40 a day that are sent to me Right, 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 and it's not just because I've been doing it for forever I just get on these lists, right? I get my name out there as far as wondering, you know Calling certain people calling the signs that are on the side of the road that say we buy ugly houses Right knowing that they sell houses as well right. and saying hey if you get something Can you send it to me? Do you have anything you're trying to get rid of just it's really just takes thinking outside the box It's not rocket science. Right. You know, we have Facebook and and Craigslist at our you know fingertips every single day. Craigslist, that's a callback. I don't know. Is somebody <laughs> still using
0: Craigslist out there.
1: <laughs> You're showing I, your age. I, I, I've legit bought houses recently on Craigslist. off really? Craigslist. Oh, Yes. Okay, you need to get murdered showing up. I didn't get <laughs> murdered. I didn't get, you know, I didn't make a TV show about me or anything right, like that. Right. I mean, it's just really just understanding I have a goal because and I'll do like. what it takes. Yeah. I'll do what it takes to get to that goal. If that means I've called five people and those five people don't
0: have what I need, they're probably going to call five more. Right just to get what I want. Yeah, I think, you know, everybody's always looking for the uh, the quick fix, right? So the, the how do I get from point A to point Z as fast as possible? Absolutely. And, and I don't know, or at least I haven't, I'm sure there is examples, but I haven't experienced myself or seen many that that I would consider truly to be either successful or, or a strong company or whatever you want to call it, that Absolutely. happened overnight. Absolutely. You know, everything is a slow growth. There's pain all the way through. Absolutely. You're going to learn lessons. And like you said every earlier, every lesson has a price, right? Sometimes Absolutely. it's money, sometimes it's pain, but that's how you grow. That's how you get better. Yeah. That's how you move in the direction that you're trying to get to. And it's not gonna happen overnight. It's, it's, just, not. it's just not. It's just not. It's a
1: grind, it's a It's a marathon, it's not a sprint, right? right. right. And, and anybody that you talk to that's been doing it for a while, or even if they're just starting, they'll probably tell you the same thing. You know, we did really well on our first investment, but that investment was sold over the course of four years. Yeah. You know, so of course of that first year, we had materials stolen and, and and we had plenty of times where materials weren't stolen that probably should have been stolen because of our carelessness you know <laughs> so it's not all good it's not all bad but there are certain things that you have to account for and Going, knowing what I know now, I'd go back and do it again. Yeah, Absolutely. and again and again and again. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it worked. Yeah. And all we had to do was just take action. Right. We had to try. You have to go, <laughs> go do it. Right. Yeah. You just get, Yeah. What is
0: it? The, the you, you miss 100 percent
1: of the shots, you don't
0: take. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You have to get out there and do it. You know, you have to try. You have to get up every day. Yeah. It is a grind. It's yeah. not easy. It isn't a quick fix. There's no magic pill. Sure. You got to go. Yeah. So. Um, this is all great stuff. Um, I want to uh, let everybody know. Conrad actually does do. He said he was talking earlier about classes and seminars. He does this kind of stuff all the time, yeah. and um, he really enjoys it, which is. You know, one of the reasons I love talking to you all the time, yes. because I learn a ton of stuff from you. Sure. You have a great heart, you have a great mind, My and heart. it's very rare to find people like that that are really, want, that truly want to help you out, not just, you know, figure out how to make a quick buck or do it. They are actually trying to help you. And, you know, it's the, I don't know if it's the golden rule or platinum rule or whatever they want to call it these days. But, you know, if you, if you put out into the world, all the things, all the good energy that you want to, to, you know, help people and, and be available and be a resource, yeah. that stuff comes Back to you tenfold, man. Absolutely. It really Absolutely. does.
1: I, I, I'm a big proponent of treating people right. You yeah. know, it's, it's how I was raised. You know, ultimately, I know how it feels when you're looking for answers and you right. can't find them and people won't help you. And I didn't ever want to be that person. Right. You know, so ultimately, any uh, opportunity to, that that I get, um, I do try to help. You know, especially, you know, people who are really interested and excited about it as I am. Well, yeah, that's what keeps me up at night. That's what give my juices, creative juices flowing. So yeah. I'm going to do everything that I can, man. And, and yes, we do do some classes and stuff from time to time. So how would someone um, reach out yeah. and figure out how to get a hold of you? There ultimately, ConradSalesDFW.com is the best way to reach me. Um, I am mm-hmm. on Facebook, but it's just my name, Conrad Jackson, and Instagram, Conrad at Conrad Junior. Figuring here. out all the socials. Yeah, all the socials. I'm trying to think. Is there anything I'm missing? TikTok? No, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not figuring out TikTok. I'm, uh, not, I'm not dancing on TikTok, yeah, but yeah, I'm, uh, not, I'm not that great yet. I'm yeah. not there. Uh, Twitter, I have, but I've never looked at. Yeah, we're not important
0: enough to be on Twitter.
1: You know, I don't really think people care Everybody's about what agreed. I have to say. They just yeah. want to look at the pictures of what I do. So, right, right. Instagram and Facebook. You know, okay. that's, that's the best two ways. If you're not going to the website, ConradSalesDFW.com. Um, that comes directly to my phone, and then you can message me on there, and that'll that'll definitely help me get in touch
0: with you. Well, I'm telling you right now, again from personal experience, and you know, this is the second time I've done one of these, and um, I, you know, I'm starting with all my friends and all the people that um, I really. Value their friendship and look at them and say, "Man, I, you know, I, I learned so much from Conrad, um, and he's helped me so much over the years." And, and my wife too, you know, uh, she's a realtor and uh, she worked on your team to start yeah. with, and yeah. and David and Conrad um, helped her, you know, grow into what she is today. And awesome. I can't thank you guys enough for that because, um, you know, I truly value our relationship. Absolutely, and it means a ton to me. Now, me too. Okay, so then the last part I want to do is um, I I always like to have, you know, my people here tell me a little bit about the some funny stories about real estate because we all have our our little uh um, anecdotes that we share with everyone uh, from time to time oh, yeah. so so give, give me one give me you know a PG one you know, so we can make sure can watch
1: this but uh, so, so yeah man that's always there's always stuff you you, you you learn to look back it may not be funny at the time but you do learn to look sure. back over time at some of the occurrences that happen when you're doing real estate investing and you can't do anything but laugh you just shake right. your head and laugh but um, I guess the second rental property that we ever purchased was in a similar area it was in a maybe a tougher area Area, um, uh, East Fort Worth and we <laughs> the house had been vacant for a very long time when we bought it right, right. so when we bought it there was a, a, a homeless person who was actually sleeping on the porch okay, okay. right and yeah. so when we took the property over you know, we would <laughs> we would allow him to to stay on the porch because we weren't going to work on it. Right, right, right you know, off we're the not back. there yet. Yeah, so we're like not I there guess. yet. So just make sure nobody breaks in. <laughs> right, you know, and and don't break in yourself. You got a house with a a yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So he was a very nice guy. He, yeah. he you know, we give him some funds every once in a while. Just kind of keep eyes on the place, right? And so <laughs> we had a couple of occurrences with this particular person, right? So um, the first occurrence at this house was. Uh, mm-hmm. Myself and my father-in-law worked really closely at this on this project. He was my builder my my construction guy So he was my rehabber, so he called me one night and it's probably about 11 o'clock And he said hey man, are you at the property now? This is in in, I want to say this was probably like in the winter times, okay? So really cold outside. Right. So he calls me, he said, man, you at the property? I said, man, why would I be at that property this time of night? Like, come on. So he said, well, okay, well, I, I just got a call from the neighbor across the street and she wanted to know, you know, if we were the ones who had the fire going on at the house. Right. And so immediately I'm like, oh my God, no, <laughs> <laughs> not a fire. So come to find out. That's never what you want to hear. The the, the person who was on the porch had gotten cold. Huh? I mean, what do you which, mean? Which, I mean, the winter time, right? He cold, sleeping on the porch. Right. So he had found his way inside the house, you which know? was a vacant house and it was torn up on the inside. It wasn't like he was damaging much other than fire. Right. Um, they had gotten a small barrel, him and his girlfriend, okay. and they lit a fire in the hallway to keep warm. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, what do you do when you're cold, right? You start fire. <laughs> Buy so. insurance on every property. <laughs> Day one,
1: <laughs> when you purchase property, you purchase real estate. Make sure you get insurance. Yeah, so. see, there's even a lesson to your story. Lesson, lesson, I you love know, love double it. locks um, and insurance. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, that was instance number one at this particular house. We <laughs> ultimately were able to get to the house. The neighbor was actually was one who went over and said, "Hey, you guys can't do that in yeah. here." Put we the fire, fire out. Yeah. It was only a small right. smoke hole at the top, so yeah. we were able to fix it at low cost. No, right. no harm, no foul, right? Uh, The second occurrence at this house is when we we actually got it ready uh, to lease. I leased this property now. Couple of numbers. We brought this property. I want to say thirty nine thousand um, dollars. I had a mortgage on it of three hundred and seventy five dollars a month. I leased that sucker out for eleven $1, hundred and seventy five dollars a month. Right. So we did pretty good on it. Pretty right? solid. Awesome. So I've got a property manager. My property managers found this wonderful tenant who has two businesses, makes great income from the neighborhood. Excited about the place. Yeah. So we sign a lease. Boom. We're great. Okay. So we get um we get him moved in. Right? Now, like I said, the the person who was sleeping on the porch at this point of the the time of the timeline of the house, had not been to the house for probably about three months. Okay, so he visited in a while. So he hadn't been there. Okay. His stuff was there, but he was gone. Oh, he still had stuff there? He was, he had, we had like a blanket or something that he would keep out on the porch, right? So, so he had been gone for, and he was a a nice sized guy, right? Very harmless if you met him, but nice guy, right? Mm -hmm. And so, day one of the new tenant moving into the property the property manager calls me that evening right apparently my guy who was living on the porch had moved he just went to jail and he got let out of jail the day the tenant moves in so my property manager is calling me with the tenant on the line also saying Get this guy off my porch, I've got a gun and I'm about to blow his brains out. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't go well, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. the oh. other end of the phone, I can also hear the guy who sleeps on the porch saying, I'm allowed to be here. <laughs> it's exactly. I know the owners. This is my place too. <laughs> You didn't have a joint lease with him as well? They didn't know. Okay. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Oh, man. man. It's the crazy occurrence. Ultimately, we did get the person who was on the porch, let him know he was no longer able to stay there. Um, the tenant was still okay. He was just happy right. that the person was no longer yeah. there. Yeah. Nobody was hurt in this whole scenario. He's Thank joint goodness. Tenant. Right. Wow. I only lost a couple of hairs with the top of my head, but it all turned out well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man, especially because it's the same house. He lit the fire. Same house. He's like, this is my place. He's like, you know? I'm, this, this is my place. We're going to share. This is welcome. <laughs> I'm on the porch. You're inside. That's how it works.
1: <laughs> I'm glad to be living here with you. Nah, you know? that's, crazy. That's, crazy. that's how he thought. That's so, uh, yeah, that was that was a house that you know was amazing it had some fun stories i'm sure um i have more plenty more than that but you know we don't have enough tape
0: for that no no, that's (laughs) awesome well again man i really really appreciate you stopping by taking some time out of your day i know you're a busy guy so um if you guys have any questions want to reach out to conrad conrad sellsdfw.com. that's how you're going to get in touch with him Um, he's a wealth of knowledge um and of course if you're looking to buy or sell He's had a ton of experience. He's been in the market for a really long time. And especially when you're talking about investment properties or you're looking to go buy something and you need an experienced agent that has been through it himself, this is the guy. So thanks again, man. Really appreciate you. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. And I'll tell you about the the short-term stuff and how that's going. (laughs) Yeah, All right. Thanks guys, (laughs) appreciate it.